0: Go. My name is Andrew, and this is the Who Dat Discussion, an Saints podcast where we talk about all Saints news, opinions, and reactions. So before we get into some Saints Rams talking a little Saints news, I just want to say if you like this podcast and you haven't followed us already, you can follow us on Twitter at the Who Dat This, on Instagram at Who Dat Discussion, also on Podomatic at The Who Dat Discussion. And you could also um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, our Google Play channel, our iTunes channel, and our Spotify channel, and all those channels. We are at The Who Discussion on there. Please like, please leave comments, please leave reviews, and rate us, please. Just all that good stuff. You know, because we want to see what we're doing well. You know, maybe what we need to do a little better. But just, you know, all good. And, you know, just want to say thank you to all the Who Nation that has subscribed. Follow us. You know, we've had, you know, a, a number of people definitely follow on just... In the last couple of episodes, and I just want to say thank you to everyone who's starting to, you know, listen, and that's just, it's just what I want to do, you know, connect with a lot of Saints fans, and just, you know, enjoy, you know, now the season's run with them as, you know, we're almost halfway through the season, it's just flew by, the Saints are 6-1, and one, and I think it's time to just get right into some Saints news, so the only thing of Saints news, because the Saints did really nothing at the trade deadline, which I think we'll get into a little later, but firstly, really the only thing set of news was today, on Friday, and um, it was Mike Thomas and his agent basically cut ties and you know they said it was because of you know difference of opinions um actually the agent which is kind of weird the agent actually you know broke ties with Thomas it wasn't like Thomas fired his agent no the agent broke ties with Thomas which is very very weird especially because Mike Thomas I mean he's set for a huge contract and usually agents want to stay on it until that you know so they can get some money out of that but they he didn't so that means there's something a little maybe off with either how this agent thought Mike should go about that deal or how, you know, Mike maybe is carrying himself and the agent didn't like that. You know, it could be a couple of different things here, but whatever it is, I just feel like it's definitely a little odd. I mean, even if the agent was... know disagreeing usually they want to stay on so they can get a lot of money because i mean mike thomas is bound to get you know maybe not the obj contract but close to that and you know it's a lot of money for the agent to get especially because they get a certain percent of the deal so i mean right now i think it's definitely a little odd hopefully nothing happened to mike thomas like that would warrant an agent to leave a player but i just don't think that i think it was just differing of opinions and maybe mike thomas is changing his mind maybe he really wants to maybe not go full towards the money like an agent would maybe he wants to maybe give the Saints a discount. So that would be, like, the good news. But, you know, obviously it could be other things as well. Maybe he's pushing too hard for money and the you know agent didn't like that. I mean, it's just really the agent-player relationship that's very, very difficult to forecast when you're not you know in the room with them or talking with them. So, I mean, that's what I think. I think it was just, you know, maybe he wanted maybe less money now the agent wanted to go all for it. So it could be something like that. That's what I think it was. But it could be a multitude of things. But, you know, I mean, Mike Thomas has been amazing this year. You can just look at it, the stats. He's 58K catches 669 yards, four TDs. I mean, he's basically connecting every time Drew Brees throws the ball, he's catching it. That's obviously really, really big there. I think it's like 95% catch rate for him amazing stuff there and you know this is gonna be a big week for him obviously against the Rams which we'll get right into later but I mean for me he's such an integral player of the Saints we need to sign him long term and he's basically a player we need to be successful and I think it's just a big big thing for us to resign him get our contract in that we want maybe you know obviously it's gonna be negotiation but I think we should worry about that you know when the season's over when you know the games are not playing because we want the full focus to be on you know Sunday's game against the Rams and we'll just get right in to that so the Saints and Rams do play Sunday the top two teams in the NFC will do battle here and I think this is going to be a really really big game because I mean the winner I think could go on to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs and that could be a huge thing especially when you're thinking about most one or two seeds win the whole thing because of that, I feel like, you know, just looking at it, I mean, this game is going to be, you know, a ton of fun, I think, for the fans and everything. Because, I mean, who, how can you not like this, especially if you're, if you're an NFL fan, football fan, and obviously either a Saints or your Rams fan. You're seeing where your team is here. Uh, you know, the Saints will see where they stack up against the best team in the NFC or, you know, obviously top two. Because these are the best two teams, and I think the winner will show who the best team in the NFC is. I mean, obviously the Saints have an advantage that they're at home, that's obviously a big help there, and I'm very happy about that, and I think we have our Dome Mojo back, people were saying this week in the national media that we didn't have Dome Mojo back, and I just feel like, I mean, come on, like, we're coming in here the last two seasons, we are, I believe, 9-2 in the Dome, that's really, really good, and hopefully that's going to continue, you know, with this game and, you know, the future games, but, you know, 7-1 and one last year, and now we're 2-1 and one this year, you know, last year we also lost our first game at home, so maybe that was just the same thing. Thing that's going to happen this year, but I mean, I think we have that dome mojo. So now looking at some notes, I mean, there are a couple of big notes here. Obviously we'll just start as we always do with the match predictor. So ESPN match predictor, actually predicts that the Saints have, you know, a 49.8% chance to win, and the Rams have a 49.8% chance and a 0.2% chance for a tie, so looking with that, that means they think it's going to be extremely equal, and it's going to come down to probably the final possession in this game, that's why I think it will, I mean, every, this team, they're very equal, you know, very equally talented, you know, these two teams are obviously good at different things, but both coaches are, you know, extravagant play callers, you know, they both have dynamic running backs and a running game, you know, their defense, Defense, both secondaries haven't played up to par at this point, but the lines have played very, very good. Both have been able to control, you know, the trenches. That's obviously really big. So I mean, it's really going to be these teams. It's going to be a fight here. You know, these teams are very, very, you know, similar and just the way they play as well. I mean, as much as you know, there are a couple of differences, especially you know, the Rams are able to get pressure up the middle. I mean, usually the Saints get their pressures from the outside players, you know, Cam Jordan, um, you know, and also the Marcus Davenport injury, which we're going to get into the injury report. But I mean, look, I think. That, you know, if we play our best game, I think we're going to have a good shot at this game or one of our better games. I think if we play it like we did last week, I think we'll have a shot at this game. But then also, you know, just to get into another note, I mean, we're supposed to win by, you know, 1.5. That's what Vegas is saying right now, you know, so we're we're the favorite by 1.5 points. And then also, this is the first time in 10 years that, you know, two teams that have scored over 33 points a game this late in the season have played in about 10 years. That's obviously astonishing and just to me, a very interesting note. And also, the Rams are 8-0, and and the Saints are trying to end their undefeated season. It's funny because LSU, the college football team, you know, Louisiana State University, they play, you know, Alabama, who's undefeated. Obviously, all of New Orleans knows that. And they'll be trying to, you know, knock off the undefeated, you know, Crimson Tide. And think if, you know, the Saints win and, you know... Tigers from LSU, and I mean, you know, thinking about that, I mean, Louisiana will be in pandemonium there, you know, the way both of these teams, they just mean so much to the city. So that's obviously going to be really, really big thing there. But now, onto some storylines. You know, I think there are three main storylines in this game, and then, you know, it's really on to our group by group preview here. So, first, you know, storyline is stopping Todd Gurley. We'll be able to do that. You know, the Saints are the best run defense in the NFL. Can we continue this with Gurley? Really is the best running back in the league and has been the best running back to me since Adrian Peterson is prime. I mean, the way he's able to, first, you know, he can run between the tackles, run outside. He can catch passes. He can block. He can basically do anything a running back can do. He's the best in the game to me by a pretty good amount, you know, running the ball. Great vision as well. But will the Saints be able to stop him? And I think, to a certain extent, the Saints will be able to stop him for a couple of reasons. Number one, the Saints linebackers are extremely fast. And I think they can, you know, range the um, width of the field. And, you know, um, get into the backfield if need be. I think that's a big thing that, you know, um, Gurley's good at. He's good at bouncing it out, making a big play. I think the Saints can contain him there. And then between the tackles, you know, you look at, you know, Sheldon Rankin's who having a career year in his third year. He's making that third-year jump. And then you're also looking at Taylor Stallworth, who's been an amazing, you know, pick up, you know, as an undrafted free agent. And then also looking at David Onyemada and Tyler Davidson playing pretty, you know, average here. But they're getting better each week. They're progressing. That's obviously a really, really good sign there. But just looking at it, I think the Saints could, you know, at least contain um, Gurley. And I think they will contain Gurley. So that's, I think, a big thing there. And also, you know, looking at can we stop, you know, Cooper Cup, you know, Robert Woods, you know, Braden Cook, especially, you know, in the slot. Because they'll probably rotate in and out of the slot here. Because they want to pick on P.J. Williams. P.J. Williams was the NFC Defensive Player of the Week. So you got to give congratulations to him there. That's obviously great news for him. And I think that he's actually, you know... Played pretty solid overall this season. Not, obviously, amazing. Not, like, you know, the best player. Not even good. But he's played about average. And last week, I think he played really good. He was my standout defensive player. And I think Saints fans get on him way too much. I mean, you know, just look at some of the, you know, plays. You know, if you're watching film, I I know, you know, Deuce Windham does a great job. And, you know, he said, and I, you know, I watched the film as well. Some film, not all of it. But he goes in depth. You know, he works the athletics, so you know he gets all the film. You know, I only get you know as much as released to the public, but um, you know, he said basically that you know it wasn't really P.J. Williams' fault, and I completely agree that. I think that, you know, Diggs is, you know, just looking at the tape, you know, Diggs and Thielen are just amazing receivers. They're top 15 receivers. I think both of them are. Um, I think they're really the way they're able to, you know, play the ball, maybe not the cornerback. And also, you know, their route running ability is superb there. So I feel like that could be a reason that P.T. Williams really struggled in some points, you know, Sunday night against the Vikings. But I feel like this week, as much as, you you know, looking at Woods, Um, Brandon Cooks, and then also Cooper Cup. I don't think they're as good as, you know, the duo, the Vikings have. So I think PJ Williams will be able to contain them. That's what I think. I think PJ Williams is going to come out and, you know, not... He won't completely stop them. He'll probably do what's similar what he did against the Vikings. Probably a little, you know, better, I think, stopping the big plays and not as many penalties, but he may not have the pick six. But, you know, to me, it's going to be probably a similar, not outcome, but I feel like, you know, you're going to see a similar impact there because I don't think he'll get beat deep, but then have really nice plays like pick sixes. I think he's going to have, you know, catches will happen against him, but not as much. But I don't think he'll have, you know, the big pick. Maybe he will because his ball skills are very, very strong. But I feel like, you know, looking at it, the Rams are going to try to pick on him. And I don't think they're going to be as successful as the Vikings were. I think he's not playing, you know, the worst here. I think he's playing better than Ken Crawley. And as the third best, you know, cornerback on the Saints, I feel like that's what he is. And I feel like that's what he's going to be. Now, look, he's not going to be amazing. He's not going to go out and, you know, have two picks um, on Sunday and lock down Cooper Cup or reserve in the slot. But I think he's, you know, good enough to get us wins. So I understand why people, you know, don't like him because he gets burned a lot. But, you know, to me, you have to look at the negative and the positive. I think they kind of even out. That he is about an average player, you know. I think that's what he is. I mean, look, would have been nice at the trade deadline to, you know, upgrade the, you know, the slot corner spot. You know, yeah, but we couldn't. So, um, you know, that's really it. There. Onto our last storyline is that, um, you know, we'll be able to stop Aaron Donald and can um, Sue up the middle. I mean, looking at the rest of their defensive line, it's not very strong, but looking at, you know, Sue and Donald, those two are, you know, forces to be reckoning with. Aaron Donald has just played out of his mind, you know, right now. He, the way he's playing, I think he has double-digit sacks already. I mean, just looking at the stats, yeah, he has 10 sacks. I mean, one forced fumble, 30 tackles. I mean, that's just amazing. Now, you know, looking at that and knowing that, you know, he's been double teamed 70% of the time. I mean, to me, that's pretty scary here. But I think that the Saints, they have, you know, the best formula to, you know, neutralize Donald and the Dominican Sue. The good thing is that I think that Larry Walford, pro bowler, I think at this point in, you know, Dominican Sioux's career, he can go one-on-one and be pretty successful against him. You know, I think he won't, you know, Sue won't ruin the game. And I don't think that'll make Donald ruin the game. And then you can use, you know, Andrews Pete to double team. And then, you know, you could set up runs like a trap runs where and then it opens up that um you know hole closer to the you know andrews pete you know left guard you know side of the line then you know maybe up the middle where the saints usually like to run so you know you can use traps there with you know kamara who's good at running those you know zone then you could also run with kamara and then also with ingram to me he can be you know um efficient in those trap runs and also you know you got to look at you know passing the ball here and it's integral that you know they keep you know breeze is sight of vision you know clear with especially that up-the-middle pressure that Donald brings. They gotta keep Donald out of Breeze's lap, and that's gonna be huge, and I think that it may be integral to us winning, I think, you know, and and that may... Call for, you know, double teams 80% of the time instead of 70, maybe 90% of the time just to make sure, you know, that happens. And that's just going to be huge because I feel like, you know, looking at, you know, their outside rushers, they don't, like, have any good outside rushers right now. I mean, they just got Dante Fowler. Michael Brocker's obviously been a steady force there, but he's not having the best season. He only has one sack. So, I mean, looking at it, I feel like, you know, their outside pressures are not, you know, as, you know— Forceful as the inside pressures because inside, you know, you're looking at Sue and Donald. They have, you know, looking at it, they have 13 sacks between the two. On the outside, they're only combined for about seven. So, you know, look, two players have more than basically the combined of the whole defense. That means you have to stop the inside. That's going to be an integral part here. Now, looking to the injury report. Now, first, I mean, looking at, you know, the Rams injury report, nothing really much here. You know, Cooper Cup is questionable, but he's expected to play. And then Sam Shields is questionable. I think his, you know, status is still up in the air but the Saints injury report is you know something especially to be noticeable for especially with Marcus Davenport um injury came out I think Monday Tuesday not Monday excuse me that you know he has a foot injury he was in the boot or maybe it was even Wednesday because you know they saw him in practice you know he's in a boot he got injured you know in the second half of the Vikings game on the strip sack where he brought down Kirk Cousins but, um, you know, that injury, he did play through the rest of the game, but that injury, I mean, look, he's projected to be out a month, but, you know, he said he's working to play maybe even in this Rams game. The Saints haven't ruled him out yet, so that's obviously something to look for. They may rule him out today because, you know, I'm recording this podcast before the Saints, you know, um, released their injury report for Friday. But, you know, if he doesn't play, I think that's obviously really huge. He was playing amazing to this point. He was just starting to, you know, get better. He had four sacks, you know, four sacks a lot, you know, not even halfway through the year, so... So I feel like, you know, he was making his impact um, shown early. But I feel like, uh, you know, I think Alex Okafor is going to do a really good job, you know, plugging in there. He's a starter. He started for us last year, was successful for us starting last year until he got hurt. But I think the Saints have so much depth in the shows. Even Trey Henderson, I think, could be really good in an abbreviated bowl, maybe get some sacks there. And then also, you know, if you're going to sign someone, I would look at George Johnson, who was really good last year, had a couple of sacks in December. So if they ever needed to, you know, bring up some extra depth, I would sign Johnson there. But I think that's really it from, you know, the Davenport front. I think that, you know, we think they're going to reevaluate in a couple weeks. Maybe he even plays next week, you know, in a different style. But I don't even know if you want that because, you know, having a nagging toe injury could, you know, ruin seasons and, you know, help, you know, maybe abbreviate career. So you just got to get this straightened out. You know, if he misses a couple games, just get him healthy, fully healthy in time for December and, you know, obviously January if we get to the playoffs, which right now is, you know, look, we're playing good football right now. So, you know, we should be thinking about playoffs I think that's bigger there. But. But, um, you know, I think just get him healthy. That's what you want to do there. Also, Mitchell Lowen's questionable. He had the neck injury. So, I mean, you obviously got to be careful there. But, you know, he's questionable. And Also, Alvin Kamara is now questionable with an illness. But I think we'll pass over because it happened on Thursday. You know, he should be ready to go by Sunday. And I think that it won't be an issue there. And also, um, you know, Tommy Lee Lewis is starting to practice. You know, coming off of his knee injury. And, you know, this is obviously a good sign there there. I just want to note that. And now we get to our group by group preview. So we'll start out with QB as we always do. And I'll take, you know, Drew Brees over Jared Goff here in our first group. I mean, I think the Saints have the advantage here. You know, I think Brees, you know, he's shown that he is the better QB. Both are MVP candidates. Both are playing really, really good. But I'll take Brees' experience here. Goff, who's had a really good year this year, but I think that's partly because, you know, his team is so good. I think he's a little overrated, but look, he's thrown for over 2,400 yards, 17 touchdowns, only five picks, you know, 68% completion percentage. That's what you want to see out of your QB. He's playing really good, probably playing like a top five QB, top seven QB, but Breeze to me is playing like a top two QB, so I mean, to me, Breeze is... The better QB here, and you know the more um, skilled QB. I th- I think that Breeze. If I had to put my money on a person in the final drive to score that touchdown, I'll take Breeze over. Um goth there. Onto skill position players, I think the Rams do have the edge here. I mean, Gurley, I think he's better than Kamara. I think maybe our running back do is better, but I'll take the receiving core over ours probably as well. I mean, all we really got is Mike Thomas. It's not like Traquan Smith playing bad, but I mean you're gonna really compare Traquan Smith to how Robert Woods is playing or Cooper Cup's been playing. I don't think anyone's gonna say, you know, really. I mean, look, I think the Saints, you gotta, you gotta take this objectively, you know. Um, as much as I would like to, you know, say the Saints have a better skill position group, I just don't think. Think they do here, and I'll, I'll take, you know, Brandon Cook's number one, he was our number one receiver, so he's their number one receiver, you know, solid number one there, I mean, he has his flaws, and he's not perfect, I think Michael Thomas is better, but, but looking at it, I'll take their next two compared to our next two in a heartbeat. I mean, Drake Wan Smith, Cameron Meredith, to me are you know average to maybe Cameron Meredith has not played up to his standards, maybe even put him below average. But um, you know, looking at how you know Cooper Cup has been playing and how um Robert Woods has been playing, you know they're gonna be they're like top of their lines at their receiver, wide receiver two and wide receiver three, they've been, you know, the best, you know, of their position right now, when you're looking at, you know, that backup wide receiver spot, and that slot wide receiver spot, that's obviously really big, and, you know, looking at tight ends, I mean, Benjamin Watson, I think is better than Gerald Everett, and, you know, Higby for them, but I just don't think, you know, the look, Watson being much better, that's, to me, it doesn't really bridge the gap between how much better I feel the wide receivers are, because I feel like, even running backs, probably pretty equal, but, I think the wide receivers I think they have clear advantage there, and that makes them win the skill position player battle. So now on to the O-line, and I think the Saints have a clear edge here. I think the Saints—look, the Rams have a very, very good O-line. The way they've able to play, just looking at it, looking at their depth chart at O-line— I mean, they have, at right tackle, they have Rob Havenstein, at right guard, they have Austin Blythe, and then also at center, they have John Sullivan, at left guard, Roger Stafford, Stafford, excuse me, and then also at left tackle, they have Andrew Whitworth, their best um, offensive lineman by far, and, you know, he's one of the best offensive linemen in the league, but I think we have a clear advantage there looking at, you know, our left tackle, Taryn Armstead, to me, is better than Whitworth, and as much as Whitworth is really good, I think Armstead is playing, like, the best left tackle in the league. Best, to me, alignment in the league. Also, you know, looking at, you know, Stafford, I don't think he's as good as Andrew Pete, especially when Andrew Pete's healthy. Andrew Pee's got a ton of potential. Um, You know, looking at, at, to me, Sullivan, you know, a younger player than um, Unger. I'll take Unger with his experience. And then, really, the right side is no different there. I don't think we even have to get into it. I think the Saints, really, at each position, they have a clean sweep. I think they have a really, really good... O line the Saints. I think it's one of the better best in the game. It's not like the Rams have a bad O line. I think they have a good O line, but I think the Saints is elite and you know that's gonna I think help the Saints there. On to the defense. I mean D line Clear advantage to the Rams there. I mean, just looking at it, they obviously, you know, they have the duo of Sue and Don, and I think, you know, those two are just very, very good. I think they're the best duo in the league, especially up the middle on defensive end. And also, Michael, Michael Brockers, excuse me, has just been, you know, consistent basically throughout his whole career, first round pick from LSU. So, you know, LSU fans know a little about him. You know, he is a very strong player, and I think that, you know, he's very consistent. He does a lot of great things, and I think that could be big for them there and I think as he's not, Better than Cam Jordan on the edge, you know, as their best edge rusher. I feel like, you know, he's definitely, he would be our two rusher, and I feel like that could be big there. They play a 3 4, so it's a little hard to compare, but, you know, looking at, I would put one more player on their D line, and that's who they just got, and that's Dante Fowler Jr. He is actually, you know, posted as a linebacker on, you know, the Rams depth chart, but I'm just saying because he really only rushes a passer, he doesn't usually, you know, go back in coverage really like a linebacker does. He's more of a, you know, a pass rusher there. And I think that, you know, look, they have a good group, you know, and I think our group's really, really good, too. I think if we have Marcus Davenport, I think it'd be a push because, you know, our outside rushers are obviously amazing. Look, they have 13 sacks between their, you know, Um, inside rushers. I think we have 10 between our starting, you know, um, outside rushers with Cameron Jordan and Davenport. Now that Davenport's hurt, I think, you know, they get the edge. There onto the linebackers. You know, I'm going to take the Saints in this one. Um, you know, I think that's the one thing that the Rams defense really doesn't have. Their linebackers are not very strong. They're not that good of a linebacking group. I feel that our linebackers have been playing out of this world good. And that's why we are the top rush defense in the league here. Billy. Really because, you know, Demarius Davis, I think, is having an, a Pro Bowl season. Played really, really good. Playing really, really good to this point. Um. Also, you have to look at AJ Klein, who to me is having a breakout season. He's been really, really strong there. And also, Manti Te'o and Alex Anzalone have played really in a platoon, and they have been strong as well. They both do good at different things. And you know, um, Dennis Allen, especially in the last couple games, especially the last game that um Te'o played because Te'o just came back from injury. Um, you know, they've been able to switch in and out, run, pass, really, really good as well there. So I mean, look, I think we have the advantage of the linebackers. I think that's good there. And now on to our secondaries. I'm going to give it a push because both secondaries were supposed to be really good. But, you know, they have fallen flat. I mean, looking at their back end, they have a lot of names. With, you know, Marcus Peters, Sam Shields, LaMarcus Joyner. You know, these names are just, you know, they're brand names. A lot of people know them. You know, they've made plays in the past. But right now, they haven't really able to play that good in the Rams uniform. I think that's really one thing big thing, excuse me, about the secondary is that, um, you know, you have to mesh together, and these guys maybe haven't meshed together as they have with other guys in the past, you know, because free agent signing and just patching up, you know, the secondary, it's tough to do. The Saints know that, you know, with 2013 to 14, they added, you know, all these you know great cornerbacks and stuff like that, and um, safeties with um, Bird, you know, Brandon Browner, you know, look, they were great, you know, uh, secondary players before they came to the Saints. Come to the Saints, they were really, really bad, and that's partly because, you know, they had no chemistry together, and that's going to be tough to be successful, especially in the secondary it's a lot of chemistry a lot of talking it's you know you need to be you know you like each other and you also need to be able to you know be compatible in your playing strategies there so i think they've had trouble with that on to the saints i think the saints are getting better and better and better with the defense i think they played their best game last week um with the defense against the vikings i think you know i'm um, looking at Marshawn Lattimore, i think he's back to his, um, you know, defensive rookie player of the year standard. I think he's playing very, very strong. Really, whoever they put near him, he shut down. And I think that's what they're going to have to do this week. To me, I just have him follow Cooks, stop Cooks completely, and then, you know, now we're down to defending, you know, two wide receivers between, you know, Eli Apple and then also looking at, you know, P.J. Williams there. And I feel like our safeties are going to be a really big, um you know, factor if we're going to win this game or, you know, come up a little short. I think Marcus Williams is going to have to be really good, especially over the middle because they complete 70% of their passes is, you know over the middle especially the deep middle so you know safety's linebacker is going to be really really important here and I think that Marcus Williams is playing better I think he needs a good game here and then also looking at you know Von Bell who's played really good you know he needs to play you know up to how he's been playing you know and then also you gotta look at Kirk Coleman. maybe this is breakout game as a saint he comes in has a good game I think that'd be huge there I think it's a push I think both have the potential to be really good but they haven't played up to their standards to this point I think the saints are getting there and I think maybe the saints have a little edge because of that but I think overall it's a push and also looking at special teams and coaching I'm gonna give the edge to the saints I feel like a oh look I think the saints I think they're Barely have the edge in both of these categories or subcategories. I should say with special team and coaching. Coaching. I mean, look. Maybe it shouldn't be its subcategories. It's really really important. I think the Saints have a tad of an edge. Really, I think it maybe a little more than a tad of edge. As much as you know, Sean McVay, amazing coach. I think you got to respect what he's done. You know, with the Rams. But Sean Payton. You know, he's a mastermind. Some people call him the way he's able to. You know, make exotic schemes on offense. You know, even on defense. You know, the way he's able to take chances. And I think he's reinvigorated as a coach. this year as he was last year as well but I think even more this year and I think you know he's you know has a lot of momentum his way and I think he's coaching the best that he's ever coached before or one of you know the best he's ever coached I think that's you know going I think he's taking it back to 2009 how he was just an amazing coach during those years 2009 to like 2013 and then he had a little of a lull between those years but now I think he's ready you know for you know a very high powered matchup and he can win it I think he's the you know edge in the coaching I think he's a better coach than McVeigh, and I think it will show this week especially in a close game special teams, to me, are very, very equal. Saints have had, you know, an amazing kicker in Will Lutz. They have an amazing kicker in Greg Zerline. Punter is just about equal. I think, you know, um, Thomas Moore says a little better than their punter. Johnny Heckler, who's also been amazing, but I feel like I'll take more stats. you know, veteran nature. I think you got to take him there. And, but I mean, look, I think Taysom Hill is going to give Saints a little of an edge here that the Rams don't have. Now they're going to have to, you know, you, you got to take into account to the Taysom Hill effect overall the whole game. You know, he, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if next week you see him on the defensive snaps too. I mean, they've played him everywhere, so why not? And I think that you know, I think the Rams they have to account for that. And if they don't, they're going to get burned multiple times, as I think the Vikings did in this game. So I think that you know, it's he's definitely a player that to watch for. And I think he also gives the Saints a little of a special teams edge there, and especially if Kamara is now returning kicks. I think you know, in these types of games, they may want Kamara to return kicks because of that factor of returning for touchdowns. I think that could be really big there. But I think that wraps up our group-by-group group preview. As looking for a score, I mean, I'm going to say um, 31-28. But the team, I just, it's such a close game. I mean, I think in my preview, I picked the um, Rams, but now looking at it, I think I may go Saints here. I think I'm going to pick the Saints here in this game to get the win, and I, it's really, really close. I don't even want to pick a team because, you know, I think it's so evenly matched. I'm going to go, like, with the ESPN matchup predictor saying it's an equal chance to win. That's what I think. So, I mean, obviously, my heart's going to tell me the Saints, but I think my mind is saying it's so evenly matched it's going to take one play to really change this game here. But with all that said, I think it's time to get to some Houdat Nation fan questions. So our first question is... From Houdat 23, 13 231343 and he asked what is the key to beating the Los Angeles Rams? And I'm gonna just put one key in there and the main key, and I think that's stopping Todd Gurley. I think that you know if you can stop him, you could probably stop, you know, their play action. If you accept their play action, you could stop really the main focus of why their offense has been so good. If you can stop Gurley, if you could even contain him, you know, only don't give up a hundred yards, maybe only give up fifty and make them pass it. I think it's also gonna be a big thing. You know, get out ahead. If we get our head early, they can't run it as much. And that's really where their offense is built on. If we can stop their running game, not make not make them run it as much, excuse me, I think we can win this game. I think that's going to be a really big thing there. On to our next question from Huda92343. And he asked... Um, why did we not do anything at the trade deadline, and here, I, this is why I think that, you know, it's kind of a common misconception, I think we did do something at the trade deadline, you know, we did get Eli Apple, I know it wasn't on the trade deadline day, but we did get him, and I think that should count towards a trade deadline move for the Saints, and I think that should count as an addition during the year for the Saints, so I'm going to put him as, you know, a trade deadline move, many people were saying the Saints didn't make a trade deadline move, because they didn't make um, one on the day of, but I don't think the Saints were going to make one on the day of, I don't think they wanted to, I feel, like, they got their guy in Apple, and then that, that's what they were going to add. Usually, teams add about one player at the trade deadline. Usually not two. You know, I think that's what we're seeing this year. Only about one per team. One per team that was in the, you know, run going for it. You know, obviously, there were some big moves. You know, the Eagles got Golden Tate. That was obviously really, really big. And also looking at, you know, the Texans got Samarius Thomas. That was big. And then, you know, we play the um, Rams this week, and they got Dante Fowler. But, I mean, I think we made a pretty good move. I think it's one of the better moves of the trade deadline and I think that you know I think we're one of the winners of the trade deadline because we got what we needed and as much as people don't think that it was the best move to me I think it's a really good move and I think that it showed last week I think our secondary play got a lot better because if Eli Apple was there they didn't even throw it to Eli Apple that much he did a pretty good job there and I think it's only going to get better as he gains more confidence in games chemistry with the rest of our secondary there so our next question is from Saints fan from NY and he asked do you think we are peaking too early and I'm going to say no you don't it's not like a lot of people say fancy football teams peak and stuff You know, that's not how it works in the NFL. I think as much momentum as you can carry as possible, I think, you know, I don't think there's really any such thing as peaking. I feel like you can keep momentum over long periods of time, and I think that's what we should do. I think that's going to be a really big thing there. I don't think that we've peaked. I don't think we have. I think we're getting better and better. You know, I don't even think, you know, we're basically, I think we're maybe just as good as last year or maybe even a little worse as we were last year. I still still don't think we've gotten to our best football yet, so I don't think we've peaked there. Our next question is, from homegrown saints and he asked um do you think PJ can be good as a slot cornerback so here's the thing i think he could be a good slot corner i think he's an average slot corner right now i think he's getting better each week but i think maybe if he's playing at his best i think he could be good but right now i think he's playing average i think you know look they're going to target him because i think he's the worst cornerback we have right now but he is only our third corner so it's like not that big of an issue I think and I think that you know I think we can win a lot of games I think we can win games you know in the playoffs if we have PJ in the slot I think you know you don't need maybe the best slot. look obviously he's our backup slot corner so really looking at it he's really now like our fourth or fifth best corner coming into the year that we had and now you know he's put into a role to the third it's not the worst thing in the world it happens in football and I think that you know I think he's I think he's good I think he's good enough to play I think he can play on a top team I think you know he probably play for the Rams if he was on the Rams so that's another amazing team or eight no team so I think that you know I think he's pretty solid there I, I think he's a pretty good player you know some Saints fans don't but I think you know, he's played pretty good I mean not amazing but I think he's played better than Ken Crawley so you know I think he's the best option in the slot that we've had right now it's not like Ken Crawley I don't think he was playing that bad either but I think you know I think right now I think I think this is the best you know cornerbacks we're gonna get basically I think for the whole year really I don't think you know obviously we can't add anyone through the trades now we have the maybe we could, we could add someone through signing but I don't even think that I think this is our secondary and I think we can be successful with that. So now on to our next question from Hoot at 91341, he asked, what factors make LA a great team? I'm not very familiar with them. So I feel like the one thing that makes the Rams amazing, as I touched on earlier, is they're able to run, you know, play action, make huge plays down the field, because they're a big play team. You know, we're usually, we're mid to, you know, short, you know, a passing team that we can just, you know, pick you apart, bang, 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 and, you know, we get points there, but they are big at you know making that big play that's why Robert Woods has been really big cuz he makes you know those big catches down the field same with Brandon Cooks so i feel like you know if we can stop their big plays i think that's what they do good on offense on defense obviously the key is stopping Aaron Donald i think if we can stop them up the middle that starts the disintegration of their defense i don't think they're you know the best team that's in the league i think they're a good defense and they have a great line but i mean their secondary is pretty poor it's played pretty poor and i think that's where it is a lot of people think they were going to be really good in secondary they had a lot of additions but it hasn't really worked out the way they have thought. So I think that's obviously something to look out for there. You know, I think it starts, you know, if we can, you know, neutralize Donald and um, Sue, excuse me, I think we could have, you know, a lot of success against their defense there. But I think like that's what makes them great. You know, in offense, they can have a lot of play action, throw deep. Gurley's obviously been the key to their offense. Defense has really been getting pressure up the middle and, you know, being successful there. And on to our last question from Saints fan 134123 And he asked um you know what was your favorite Saints moment Saints fan moment so for me my favorite moment you know for this team and franchise, you know, and you know, I said something actually different on the Huda and NYC podcast, you know, on there I said, you know, it was that 2011 season because, you know, to me that's really the first year where I got you know, very in depth in the Saints. Obviously, I care about the Saints 2009, and I watched them, you know, you know, obviously every game I watched, you know, enjoyed the run, but you know, I got really, really into the 2011 team. I mean, I like I vividly remember most of those games. You know, 2009, I remember them, and I remember the games, remember where I watched them, but to me, I just feel. like like, I remember most of the 2011 team, and I think that team was very, they were dominant, too, both teams were dominant, I remember the playoff run, I think in 2009, maybe a little more, but I feel like that team, it really got me into, you know, saying the Saints could be good for multiple years in a row, so I think that told a lot about the Saints, and I thought they were going to win all the way, obviously, end the way, but now my favorite Saints moment is, you know, going to the Dome, you know, I feel like that is my favorite moment, you know, first time in the Dome, you know, being with all these Saints fans, what an amazing experience, obviously, talked about it on multiple episodes, but the sense of community, you get when you're in there it's just a sense of togetherness it's since we're rooting for the Saints and we're going to get the Saints to when we're going to be that 12th man and we're going to affect the game and i feel like that moment going into the dome is you know it's probably the it's definitely the best you know experience of my sports you know um fan life I would say you know and i think that's just amazing there i mean the way you know this fan base supports its team you know it's none like any other you know i haven't seen anything like that in new york and i think around you know the us i don't think you see another fan base as passionate about their team as the saints there but i think with all that said it's time to wrap up this podcast so if you enjoyed this episode and you know you like our podcast in general and you haven't followed us already please follow us on twitter at the who This, on instagram at who that discussion at podomatic at the who that discussion and then also you could subscribe to our youtube channel our google play channel our itunes channel and our spotify channel at the who that discussion as well on you know all those sites please you know like comment you know, um also, you know, rate us, review us, That's just really helpful for me to see how we're doing, and just looking at this Rams game, I'm really excited to see this team play a top team, as, you know, they've played a lot of top teams, you know, the Rams, not the Rams, excuse me, the um, Ravens were a top team, and so were, you know, the Vikings, to me, those are top teams, division leaders, when we played them, that's obviously really big, and also, I feel like the Falcons game was really big in the beginning of the season as well, so I feel like, you know, all these games, we played a lot of good teams, but I think this is obviously our... Biggest test yet, and I think it's gonna be really big. I think it's gonna be an extremely close game, and I just can't wait for you know Sunday at. Uh, 425 eastern time 325 you know central time to see this game go down and I just can't wait for all of that and I hope we can keep the momentum keep the streak going I think you know this team's playing really well and I think they have a good chance to win this game I think you know the Rams I think, think this is their biggest test you know if they're going to go undefeated I think this is their biggest game they'll have to win you know to get that I think this will be the hardest game to do that but you know last thing with the Saints I just want to say I think we're ready to come home I think the Saints are ready to play a home game in the dome and you know feel the crowds and energy and you know I think Sean Payton's gonna have a great game plan you know to win this game and I think that you know I think we're gonna have a good chance to win you know I think you know this Saints team it's gonna be their biggest you know battle maybe for the whole season and you know it's an NFC you know heavyweight matchup and I just can't wait for it so with all that said I want to say thank you prove them right and who that